The opinions expressed by the host of the show are his and his only, but we do hope you agree with those. And remember, past performance does not guarantee future results. We'll begin with a spin Traveling in the world of my creation What we'll see will defy Explanation. Welcome to another episode of Hobby Quick Hits. I'm your host, John Newman. Today's episode, The Rookie Card. And kind of a weird title, right? The Rookie Card. What's the show going to be about? What are we going to be talking about? We're going to talk about rookie cards in, in the hobby. Not just baseball, but just in any sport. But probably a, a heavily focused on the baseball realm of things in the sports card hobby. And again, I got my start in 79 as a seven-year-old. So I don't remember a, a ton of things. I remember, you know, silly or goofy stuff. But, you know, and, and going back and, and being an advocate in the hobby and just knowing some of the history of the hobby, just you're in it long enough, you, you, you learn stuff. I learned something every day the minute i stop learning stuff about this hobbies the minute where i probably shouldn't be in it uh, quite frankly anymore so you know uh, obviously the collectability the valuability of the hobby in the 30s 40s 50s and 60s uh was way different than now you know i had my dad on sports card nation uh, a, a few weeks back and he you know he had all those 52 tops, Jackie Robinson, Mickey Mantle, all those other stars. And, uh, you know, they threw those cards around. They played games with them. They threw them against the wall. They put them in their bike spokes. Stuff that really doesn't happen on that level anymore. And, uh, you know, so while they, you know, they didn't really know rookie cards like we do. Uh, in today's day and age, you may, maybe a little bit, you know, hey, that's the first car to him. But they weren't saying that because they, they were putting it away in a binder or a top loader because they thought it was going to be worth a lot of money. And number one, they didn't have those uh, sheets and, and top loaders and things like that uh, then. You know, they had shoe boxes, uh, as my dad would tell you, that he would store his cards in where they would just bounce all around in there get ding corners and creases and and the like and that was just in the box forget about throwing them or putting them in your bike spokes and so rookie cards you know the, when we say rookie cards and when did that craze really start happening you know if you ask 10 people that question you probably get six different answers you know um i, I think to me i think the 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 first wave of a rookie card craze, believe it or not, was 1984 uh, with the Maddenly rookies. You know that big close face, uh, close up of his face in in the '84 Donruss, the iconic '84 Tops card where he's feeling his position. Same thing with the '84 Fleer. That was really the first one where I think in the hobby where people really, really chased, uh, you know, or, or open wax trying to pull uh, really after one one guy, so to speak. I know 
Um, you know, there there was cards before that, but I think people were just opening opening stuff in a general uh, casual way. And if they got that card, that's great. But I think '84 was the first time where people were like, "I gotta pull a Madeline. I'm going after the Madeline." And I think the next time it, it really came along again was 1989 with the Upper Deck Griffey and then the other Griffies, you know, your Donruss, Fleer, and Score. And then you got your traded issues. We're going to stay away from that. And so in the 80s, it was really, to me, well, I, I, two guys stand out. It was Manley and Griffey. And then we sort of had some lean years on the baseball side. I'm gonna, a lot of what I'm going to say is going to be uh, on the baseball side. You, you know, 89 was great for football with Aikman, Dion, and Barry. And, you know, every every year for different sports might might be different. You know, it might be a great football rookie class and a really bad baseball one. might be a great hockey class and not a great basketball one or vice versa. But so I'm going to really, you know, for time-wise, uh, you know, baseball is going to be the centerpiece of this episode and i say so going back i think 89 really brought a lot of new people in the hobby ripping 89 upper deck packs uh, specifically open to get that griffey another card you know it's something about cards with the big close-up of that player's face right I, i'm not gonna lie it does something for me i'm you know it sounds weird but there's something about that that person you know whether you feel like that player is looking at you or you're looking at them um there's something to be said uh about that uh card when it's a, a close-up like that so that 84 donruss manley that 89 upper deck griffey checked all those boxes and the 89 griffey specifically really brought a bunch of new people in the hobby there was you know when that card you know, hit hit the presses or came off the presses and start coming out of packs and being Ken Griffey Sr.'s son and a highly touted prospect. And, you know, new people were coming to the hobby, just opening 89 upper deck packs at a breakneck pace in, in hopes to pull that card. And, I you know, I can't tell you how many times I was my LCS, you know, as a 17-year-old kid and... You know, in 1989, you know, when you pull, you know, when someone else pulls it, you know, it's like, yeah, I got one. You know, just that, you know, I, I could still hear it. And it's, it's, it's 31 years later and I can still hear those excited voices and chants and, and, and other people, you know, yeah, man, awesome. Congratulations. That's awesome. You know, you can hear all those, that, that kind of camaraderie. Uh, in the shop and, and euphoria when you pull one and when I pulled it you know like I got one I got a Griffey you know and so uh, you wanted to get it in the protection you know and we weren't even thinking about grading we just didn't want it to get banged up or creased or corner bent and uh, you know that was what brought a lot of new people in the hobby now we had those sort of lean years a lot of people left um, not everyone, obviously, good thing, uh, not everyone, but we had some lean years, and then sort of, the, it, it kind of went dormant, you know, I mean, you, you had Frank Thomas in 1990, um, Piazza in 92, 93, the 92 Bowman set sort of brought people back a little bit, 
Um, but it was kind of different because a lot of those cards, as you know, they weren't in uniform. You know, like the Mariano is a, a great card, fairly valuable. But, you know, he's leaning up against underneath, like, the, the bleachers at a spring training park in, 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 in khakis and a polo shirt, shirt. And so it wasn't in uniform, in action. And so some people didn't like those. And so I remember 92 Bowman then... You know, it was either love or hate, right? People either loved it because it was kind of different, and people hated it or hated it because it was kind of different, right? I want my players in uniform. I want my, you know, I want Mariano Rivera. He's a Yankee. I want to see those pinstripes, right? I don't like this card. And so it was really you fell on one side of the other. Other there was no middle ground. And so '92 Bowman kind of started the rookie chase a little bit. But quite frankly, 92 Bowman's rookie chase wasn't so much when it came out, but years later when these guys became superstars, people backtracked to, to go get those cards more after the fact than during it. So, you know, 92 Bowman, went, uh, the, in, in its release year, was not uh, a, 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 an outstanding product. It was steady. I'd call it a steady product. I had my store at the time, so I'm very familiar with how this was selling. It it was steady, but we had we had quite a few boxes. Uh, you know, we bought cases of it. Uh, me and my partner in the store, and we always had like an inventory. I remember we still had '92 Bowman stuff in like '93 and 94 and then as those players really you know as mariano made a name for himself mike piazza some of the other guys uh as well and then you know people went back and like oh he's that first card's 92 bowman and so then it went you know 92 bowman was more popular years after than its release year and uh you know there's a lot of products so not so much now everything now is is hot out the box as they say but uh back then that wasn't always always the case and so you know and and again there was some lean years and then you'd get a year a particular year where rookie card uh was in demand you know you can go into football brady right 2000 but again in 2000 those products weren't being ripped open like crazy or boxes being bought like crazy because Tom Brady was the backup to Drew Bledsoe and wasn't really highly touted. What was he, a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick? His combine numbers sucked. He didn't even start his whole career at Michigan. He was backed up Drew Henson. I mean, there, no one saw that coming. I mean, that's why it's such a great story. Love him or hate him, you can't take that away from him and so 2000 football products didn't get popular to 2005 2006 2007 when people backtracked and went and 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 got him and i you know going back to the 92 bowman baseball i remember when i got out of my got out of the store in 96 and i had to sit down with my partner and come up with a price to buy our inventory uh i remember we still had a few 92 Bowman boxes left. Not a lot. I mean, we had bought three or four cases, so we sold a lot. But there was a few boxes left, and I remember, you know, my partner Angelo saying, hey, 
you know, I'm trying to save some money. You want to take, I was going to do, you knew I was, I wasn't getting out of the business. I was just going to do shows and sell online and eBay and that sort of thing. And my partner, Angelo said, Hey man, there's like three or four boxes of that 92 Bowman. Now you want to save me some money and, and take that. And, and so we can keep this number down a little bit. And so I took those 92 Bowman boxes. And I remember I, I kind of took them home and put them in my closet and I wound up selling them in like the 2000, the year 2000, 2001, or, you know, I kept them for another four or five years and wound up doing pretty good on them because by that time, those those rookie cards in there were, were established players, guys heading uh, to the Hall of Fame, no doubters. And so that the price of that wax being sealed, you know, eight years after the fact, nine years after the fact, was more valuable. So I made out... Uh, fairly well uh, on those particular boxes and that's what happens back in those days a lot is a product may not be a big that big of a deal at time of release and then as those rookie cards sort of that player becomes a superstar a bona fide hall of famer people backtrack now in today's era as we all know wax is just getting cleared off retail shelves selling out uh, from the, the, the card companies, from the distributors. Breakers are opening everything uh, at a, a historic rate. And so sealed wax is, is getting harder to find. People aren't waiting or putting wax away. I try to, and I've done very well doing it when I can, but I can't get every product guaranteed anymore like you used to. And so rookie cards are, you know, rookie cards kind of went dormant uh, for, you know, I'll, I'll use the word dormant, uh, mostly due to the, some poor classes or not very exciting classes. And then, you know, Bowman kind of came along, and I'm not talking about the early Bowman. You know, the 89 Bowman did have a Griffey in it, those oversized cards that stuck out of the, the soft sleeve or the top hung out of the top of the, the nine pocket pages or the top loaders and got all beat up and, and that sort of thing. But the the later Bowman that became like with the draft picks and the you know the chrome cards, those kind of, you know Bowman's tagline is home of the rookie, right? And let's be real, they they got a point. I think they really became the set that got people sort of interested. In rookie cards again created that buzz got that you know then grading became a huge niche in the hobby it was all it was around already don't get me wrong but it really took a foothold and rookie cards and grading you know grading was always sort of looked at as you send your vintage cards in right your pre-war your 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 mantles your 40s your 50s your 60s even even your 70s just key cards of the 70s and and then grading became sort of, hey, you know, I got Jeter rookies. Hey, I got, you know, Mike Piazza rookies. I, I got, you know, Frank Thomas rookies, uh, Griffey, uh, Jordans. I, I got to get these things slabbed and graded. Um, and it, it really started to grow then. And Bowman sort of kind of created that buzz, at least on the baseball side. You know, you had guys... Now, you know, it used to be a guy who would appear in a baseball card set was already very close to making the major leagues, less than usually a year away, right? Double, already at double or triple A 
uh, on the cusp. You know, the scouting reports were 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 further along. They had more playing time in the minor leagues for them to say he's gonna make it or he's got holes in this game, right? And and then Bowman kind of you know obviously started making guys earlier as they're drafted. Bowman draft and. Guys that even even the top prospects who were still going to be three, four, five years away um, were now appearing on cards a lot sooner and earlier than they would become household names. And so you had to wait. You know, we have a term for for it's called prospecting. It's something I partake in, uh, quite frankly. I will buy certain players up, uh, you know, buy the 50s, 60s, even the 100s, that I believe in. And then Bowman kind of, you know, then we had this whole thing where, you know, pre-rookie, right? First Bowman. Bowman started putting, if it was their first time appearing on a Bowman card, they put the that first Bowman uh, logo we're all familiar with, usually in one of the top corners of the card, right? And then when they made their appearance uh, in uh, the major leagues, then the, the next Bowman card or any card for that matter that they appeared on after they made it up to the bigs, that became, they got that RC, that rookie designation. And so then there was the great debate, right? Which card should be worth more? That that first Bowman, that card that came out before the player ever got to the big leagues? It's, it's older. It's harder to find. There's less of them, supposedly, right? Or the rookie card that comes on, after they've been called up. And uh, we all know the rookie cards do most times, I don't want to say all the time, you know, most times tend to hold uh, more value. Um, you know, Bowman also has those first Bowman autos. That that sort of changes the equation uh, as well. And so we always had that great debate. Some people are confused. Like, what? why wouldn't this be as, you know, I get this question every so often. Why wouldn't the first Bowman be his rookie card? His first card. It came out before the other one. You have to, to explain to him how the rules of the hobby and the, the Players Association work. And sometimes, you know, you explain that to somebody and they're still confused. And I, I can't blame them. It can be a confusing thing. Like, I, you know, before Bowman, right, you got a first card of a guy that was his rookie card. That 84 Donruss Mattingly was his rookie card. It wasn't his 85 Donruss. His 85 Donruss was his second year. The 86 Donruss was his third year. The 89 Upper Deck was Griffey's rookie, right? The 90 Upper Deck was the second year. It was pretty cut and dry until Bowman sort of, you know, muddied up the water, so to speak. And uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, Bowman's a great product. I'm, I'm very fond of it and do a lot with it. But you know, it really kind of changed the designation and how we viewed rookie cards. It confused some, others uh, liked it. And, uh, you know, uh, and then you got the chrome versus paper debate. And people, you know, you see breaks and right, uh, the breaker just right, riffles right through the paper and goes to the chrome. And I, I got to be honest with you, I don't know, I'm not saying I'm right. I, I Obviously, the chrome is thicker. It's sharper looking for the most part to most people. But I, I still like the paper. You know, when I prospect and I'm buying a guy, I, I kind of like that people discard the paper. It allows me to buy those first Bowmans real cheap. I remember buying, uh, you know, 100 first Bowman Akunas very cheaply. 
I mean, he was a prospect, but, you know, we didn't know he was going to be on the level he, he really is. And so I was buying him very cheap, and in turn, I graded some, made out there. Uh, you know, all those tens that were came back, uh, I sold. You know, I was buying Acunas, two, three bucks, right? Maybe less. And, you know, I bought 50 Acunas, let's say, first Bowmans, and 32 of them were gradable. You know, when I looked at them under magnification, you know, I put 18 in one pile, 32 that were grading candidates in the other, and I sent those grading 32 to get graded, and 25 came back as a 10, and 7 came back as 9.5s or 9s. You know, I, a card I bought for 2 bucks, right? 3 bucks, maybe even less. Uh, when that in graded form was bringing at the time, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks, right? And I mean, that tell me you, you buy something for two bucks, pay 10 bucks to get it encapsulated, 12 bucks maybe when you factor in the shipping costs. And so you have $14 into the card and you sell it for 50, 60 bucks. You tell me that doesn't get you wanting to do more of that. That's and that's what exactly happened. And so you know, I got really, I was already into the grade. I don't want to say it was that card, but that, that was really where, when it came to, to, you know, sending in maybe cards you wouldn't have thought about grading. Uh, that's when it kind of picked up. And so, um, and I'm sure for others, you know, it's the great debate. That's why these companies are backlogged. The grading companies, too many people are sending in lesser cards. You know, people put a premium on the Bowman Chrome over to paper, and I did well with paper. Number one, I could get it at, uh, I could get it right. I can get it at the right price, and my ROI was high. You know, the Chrome was already up there. Now, I'm not saying I didn't buy any Chrome sometimes, but the the paper was a bigger ROI based on you know if it graded out well, and so. Uh, I went I went that way where other people sort of just eliminated paper and went went chrome and uh, and again hobby how you choose but um, you know I I saw an opportunity you know save buy the lesser ones but you know in graded form they're still going to have demand you know a graded paper uh, a graded ten paper Acuna first Bowman is going to be more in demand than the the raw one. Uh, they both are, are, are great cards, but people have a fascination or a love for the grading aspect, myself included. And so I saw that, and I saw it even before the Acuna. And so the rookie card craze really, you know, you had your, you had certain years, like I said, 84 with Manley, 89 with Griffey, 92 with Piazza, 90 a little bit. With, with Frank Thomas and 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 then other guys, but you you know it is not what it is today. And, and rookie cards today uh, have a definite uh, bigger meaning than they did uh, in previous uh, editions of of the hobby. And uh, I, I'm glad to see it because I've sort of always been a rookie guy, even even in the 80s uh, and, and early 80s and, and late 80s. And you know I I was a huge Greg Jeffries. Uh, collector. I mean, I had binders of of Greg. I still have them. Here, that's the crazy thing. So, 1988, 89, I still have. You know, it's 30 years later, and I still probably have six, seven hundred Greg Jeffries rookies. Obviously, not worth what they once were, 
But I look at the minor sometimes because it brings me back to that time. And he's, he's, he was my favorite player. I still have a fondness for him. I know his career uh, didn't live up to sort of the hype. Had some knee injuries and, and bounced from team to team. Kansas City, St. Louis, Philadelphia. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, just uh, really uh, liked the way he played. I was a Met fan, uh, hard-nosed, uh, you know, switch hitter. And, you know, uh, he, he's another one. It was a, you know, as crazy as it sounds, those cards are 25 cents, 50 cents. At the time, people were, were going nuts for him, and I was buying them. You know, I definitely, you know, we talk about making money and I talk a lot about my successes. I got a lot of money in Greg Jeffries cards and, and they're still in my garage. And, you know, I could have sold them when they're hot, but I actually, that was my guy. So I didn't sell them. I just hoarded them. And, you know, what, what wound up was not a, a, a Hall of Fame career. And so those cards, I was buying a dollar, two bucks, three bucks, four bucks, you know, an hour, a quarter. And... No offense to Mr. Jeffries, who I still am fond of, uh, not in demand, obviously, anymore. And, uh, you know, so uh, rookie cards have, you know, it's like cars, right? You know, you look at a 60s Ford and then the 70s Fords and the 80s Ford. They change over the years, right? Rookie cards, the same thing. How they're viewed, the perception, and what people think of them and so same thing with rookie cards i think it started in the the mid 80s i think it, there was a a dry period where people went away from rookie cards again 92 bowman sort of kind of lit a small fuse and then again some dormancy and then 2000 i'll, I'll say even you know tom brady the 89 football set with aikman uh, barry and emmett uh, not Emmett, uh, Aikman, Barry, and Dion, and Thurman Thomas, Chris Carter. And so you always had different years. You know, hockey uh, had some young gun years. And, uh, you know, uh, but uh, once we got into the modern day, if you will, and just people consuming wax at a high rate, uh, the rookie card now has a different connotation uh, than in years past. But for me, a rookie card's always been uh, special, always been important uh, to me. And I, I wanted to do this episode and kind of uh, talk about it. I don't know, you know, sometimes we don't really talk about it. I think sometimes when we talk rookie cards, it's the Bowman question, right? Why is the rookie designation worth more than the first Bowman? I wanted to touch a little bit on that, but I also wanted to talk about the rookie card in general. And that's what I hope... I did in this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoy the show, we love a positive review. Uh, we appreciate you listening and giving time to the show. And we'll see you in a week. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli.